self-love has been the key to unlock me from my own personal prison and set me free. This is another episode of A Walk Back to Self-Love. Sitting here with my coffee, having my morning reflection before I start my day. And I, I keep having this ring in my mind over and over again of what these last nine months have been like. Um, I really have pieced a lot of things together for myself, the missing holes. <laughs> so while everybody wants to see the physical manifestation, the outer world, what's going on, you know, uh, what are you doing? There is no real answer to that because I have no clue. <laughs> if if I'm still piecing together stuff inside, that means there's still parts of me that I haven't even uncovered about myself. And so it is no finished product. It'll never be a finished product. We are a constant walking piece of art that changes, evolves, stays the same for a while, never changes. Is that solid piece forever and ever. (laughs) And I just realize what's valuable to me, not to anybody else, to me. And in my healing process, and this goes back to my former city when I first arrived, I wanted to be this empowering person for other people. I wanted to inspire those who were taking the time to listen to my show to be their friend to give them guidance that I discovered about myself through this process. Everything that I learned in Vermont through therapy, then continued therapy, you know, in Fort Wayne. And the books that I was reading, the YouTube videos that I was watching, I was sharing these little nuggets of information because that's valuable shit that, you know, who doesn't want that kind of, that kind of gold to latch onto? And so that's how I used my social media. I went from like this party girl who was all about doing clubs and hosting gigs and all that stuff to the spiritual inner journey. And that is never really um, easy to explain to someone. So in the meantime, you have to have, in my mind, you have to have the, the flashy things to appease people or to have fun or think that's the life that you want and whatever it may be. So I started sharing it, but up until recently, you know, you have to, you have to always be accountable of yourself. Accountability is important in life, but I'm like, you know, why am I sharing all of this stuff? Well, so your ass can read it too on the days that you're like, what, (laughs) you know, but I'm not one to tell somebody how to live their life how to do the work, or if they choose not to do the work. So I started just sharing my life a little deeper, you know, because shit, I think maybe somewhere inside, I'm like, if I do this publicly, I got to hold my shit to it. I have to be accountable. I have to walk the walk, Talk the talk and walk the talk. <laughs> I got to do it all, damn it. Okay? Can't just be giving advice and not taking your own. And it was actually a um, phone call the other day with um, uh, a pitch that I had to, to do. And it was like, she brought this out of me. 
and I haven't stopped thinking about it since then because it answers a lot of my life. It answers so many missing holes and why I did the things that I did, why I was in the career that I was in. why I I used the vices like I did. And it's because I was lonely. Loneliness could literally kill you. (laughs) And that's dramatic. But in these last couple years, I've really opened myself up spiritually to life and death. The uncomfortable talk about life and death. Like, you ever think about it, and this stems from my childhood... I was always afraid of death. Always. I didn't want to talk about it. When I would think about it, I'd start getting angst. Like, I remember being in my bedroom all by myself, and I'd be working on whatever I was working on, and all of a sudden, death would pop up in my mind. And then I started feeling that that dark feeling that starts circulating inside of you, and you're like, oh, I don't like this feeling. What do you mean? What happens when we die? Where do we go? Like, I mean, I was asking myself those questions as a little girl. But that's because I was raised around death. Like my grandparents that we lived with were sick all the time. All the time. And so then, you know, of course, you have older generations, you know? Like when you have grandparents and great-grandparents and extended cousins and aunts and, you know, they're all dying one by one. You're like, damn, I'm only eight and I've been to like six funerals. You're like, that's crazy. But as a little kid, that is crazy. (laughs) You know, you're like, wait a minute, I'm only eight. What is death? Why are they dying? Where are they going? What happens to their body? You know, like, I don't know if I, I know I can't be the only kid that asks those questions, you know, but I was fixated on it, man. I was fixated on it so much. And I spent a lot of time by myself because I didn't feel loved. So the loneliness started to build at such a young age. And then it came to a head in a bathtub (laughs) in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I, I think that's where my story begins. I mean, yeah, okay, who doesn't have a shitty childhood or, (laughs) you know, like uh, challenges, dysfunction, heartbreak, whatever you want to call it. Everybody's got their own experience of what they have gone through, childhood, teenage years, whatever, whatever, whatever. Everybody's got a different mix of things. But I think my story truly starts in that moment when it all came to a head. The buildup. You know, the therapy, the digging, the books I'm reading, the meditation, the yoga, the bike riding, the fitness, the hanging out with friends, the stop drinking slowly, cutting that out of your life, having full-blown crying panic attacks, anxiety attacks, letting it all out, clearing it all out, following, following astrology, understanding the universe, like tapping into my faith learning about the mind, like all of this in the last probably five to six years, loading yourself with information, 
because you so badly wanted to fix yourself. You were so badly tired of the bullshit. And I have said this many times in these episodes. Because you want better. You want to feel better. You want to do better. But you have to be tired of your own bullshit. And I was. So these last nine months have definitely been a roller coaster, man. A roller coaster. I feel like I've been dragged through the dirt, <laughs> but I've been planting seeds along the way. I always do. Just because I'm getting dragged through the dirt by my own damn self, mind you. <laughs> you plant seeds along the way. And I remember this has been ringing in my mind this week. Actually, the last couple of weeks. On the last day in Fort Wayne of work, I was saying my goodbyes, going around to everybody, saying it was nice working with you because it was different this time because most people transfer out and they go to another radio market. Everybody knows what they're doing, you know, and you're like, yeah, we had good times, but you know what? You're out there. You just keep striving, keep being that radio star, you know, and you wish them well and follow them on social media. (laughs) Amber's goodbye is... Well, you just quit. (laughs) You're moving back to Michigan. You're leaving Fort Wayne. And all right. So you're just going to go out in the world and see what happens? Yep. (laughs) And like, you know, so it was like awkward goodbye. But before I went to the final goodbye, there was one person in the sales department. And we worked a lot together. And we would have heart to heart conversations. And, you know, it was, it was good. It was good. So go by her cubicle, she gives me a hug and, you know, similar questions like, so you're just going to move back home and see where you, yep. And I said, and you know, who knows, maybe I'll reconnect with family. It's been a long time because underneath the surface, I had that feeling and she looked at me and she's like, Amber, there's a lot of great things in life and you can have all the success you want. She's like, but at the end of the day, it's all about family and friends. And I remember feeling uncomfortable in that moment because I'm like, what is that like? (laughs) The last eight years, it's just been me. And it's been, you know, focusing on my career and what achievements and, you know, trying to balance a personal life, getting pissed off at family stuff and living in regret and living in shame and living in vulnerability and hurt and pain from people hurting you along your journey. But that's what I needed to learn how to properly love myself. (laughs) I call it my lessons. That's why I don't know what, you know, is good for other people. I just knew what was good for me. And then when I said my last goodbye to someone that I had um, resistance with, you know, there were times where it was, it wasn't pretty, you know, but not like, you know, outwardly bad, but like just the energy, you know, and it was, it became a, a complex work environment for both of us. <laughs> and uh, to give him a hug and say goodbye and 
again. So he's like, you're just going to go out there. It's like, yep. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, then I just kind of opened up a little bit and I said, you know, I've been searching outside of myself for a long time. I said, I need to stop searching outside of myself and uh, find what's important to me. And he got up, you know, walks over to me, gives me a hug, and he's like, I have no doubt in my mind that you are going to find exactly what you're looking for. And I remember in that moment, that left me more than any of my goodbyes because I was like, I felt seen, maybe not understood, (laughs) at times maybe not valued. (laughs) I was seen in that moment. He knew on some level what I was doing. I didn't. I was just like, I don't know what's going on, but I would rather do it in Michigan than here. (laughs) At least I have some family there and some friends without even fully tapping into what I really had here and have here. But I don't regret my journey. I don't regret a single step because of the woman I've become through the struggle, through the, the mental war with myself, all of it, I created. I created this life more ways than one, I'll tell you that. That's why I know our thoughts are powerful. I don't care what anybody says. Your thoughts create your reality. I'm living proof of it, baby, on a positive and a negative. Your thoughts create your reality. And so not only are you working through old wounds and in piecing together the puzzle of your life. You're also trying to keep the negativity that's coming from that and not affect your, your future projection, your future creations. And sometimes it can get contaminated and mine did a little bit, you know, it was beautifully chaotic has been Amber's life. So of course it's going to repeat itself. But it's different now. I'm at peace with myself. I may not be where I want to be financially, career-wise, vision-wise, but I love me. I am solid with myself. I am solid with my faith, my spirituality. And I I love me. I love this, this human body that I was created as in this lifetime. That's powerful to love yourself, to walk around on this earth loving yourself. That's courageous. And sometimes we can just focus on what we don't have in our lives without realizing what we do have. And that's been ringing in my mind lately too. I am so blessed beyond belief beyond belief where it's overwhelming sometimes and I because I'm just an observer and I love to like just watch people so I'm like I wonder what they think you know but then you're like on some level you care (laughs) you know so you just have to be you stop trying to not be you you know the the loving creative dreamer you that the world tries to take you apart from. 
when you can merge with your inner child and that that magic, that belief, that's when your life elevates. But you've got to feel it within. And I didn't. And still battle with it sometimes because I get so wrapped up in my thoughts. And then I'm creating more of it. And if it's like, if you just let go and you believe in yourself, no matter what anybody says or thinks or does, because it's not their life, it's yours. And that's what has taken me so long to learn as I was living my life for other people, making sure they didn't think I was this or I was doing this or am I trying to be this? Because then I wasn't really truly living my life. So sometimes when I get preachy, it's like I just want people to understand, you know? And, but it's not my job to fix people. It's not your job to fix people. <clears throat> it's our job to just live purposeful lives, be the best human you can be so you can go out into the world in whatever job you do or relationship you have um, or any just random energy exchange experience you have that you're going to be the best human possible. And then others will feel good with your interaction and they're like, you know what? I feel good today. Today was a good day. And it could have started out shitty because there's a lot of days that start out shitty for Amber. And you're like, how are we going to change this flow of the day? Let's go. (laughs) My little pep talk. So that is uh, my message today. I'm finding, um, I'm finding the valuable things in my life, which is time, love, and experiences. And you know, sometimes I just get on the flow that I can't remember if I said this, but my aunt, I found out yesterday, has early stages of dementia. And my dad had it too. They were twins. So then I'm like, does that run in my family? So then, of course, you know, those thoughts start circulating. You're like, stop it. (laughs) Hold up. Hold up. Because losing your mind is is frightening to me. Because I've been in the the toe dipping of what feels like insanity. (laughs) Like, holy shit, am I going crazy. Um, That what if it was a permanent state? Oh, my goodness. You know, where like you just forget things and you don't know who you are and it's scary. You forget people, you forget your life, you forget your life. And I want to be awake for every minute of my life. So I believe that on some level it is a choice. You can choose to have bad thoughts, you can choose to have good thoughts. I think what determines it is your your will, your fight, your inner fight. If you don't have a strong inner fight, you could listen to all types of YouTube videos and podcasts and read books and read quotes and all of it. But if you're if you're wanting to give up more than you want to fight, it's just going to be useless content. So got to keep the fight. On the People Mover here in Detroit, which the People Mover is a uh, transportation in the sky. No, I'm kidding. Kind of does feel like you're in the sky. 
Um, and it goes around downtown. And on one of the carts, it has a boxing glove and it says something like, don't give up the fight or keep fighting. <laughs> and I see it all the time and I'm like, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> on those days, that's what I need it. I know, universe, I have to keep fighting for my life. No, <laughs> and then the dramatics kick in. Dun, dun. Because uh, Amber does have a flair for the dramatics. So keep the fight. You know, but I, I, but when you think fight, you think resistance. Keep the flow. Flow with the universe. You know, believe in yourself. Believe life is working for you and that the, the road bumps along the way are to, to strengthen you, to go through the human experience, to overcome it and look back and be like, wow, like I did that. That's pretty... It's pretty crazy, pretty amazing. Pretty sad, but turned out to be pretty amazing. So thank you for energy exchanging with me and sharing space and listening to this um, unconventional podcast (laughs) because, you know, there is no fancy opener. There is no produced element in the beginning with a nice little sound bed. It's done via my phone. I travel around and I interview people now and I have fun doing it because it's my creation and uh, I appreciate you helping this grow because it is unconventional. You know, I'm always surprised. I'm like, who's listening? I was like, thank you because like I don't have a fancy opener. I have content. I have topics to talk about and people on now. Sound quality may be shabby at times, but like it's perfectly imperfect just like me. And so thank you for uh, being a part of this. And of course, you can connect with me on Instagram at Nurture Your Soul. And if you would like to leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate it. And you can even make it about yourself. Like, what are you grateful for? Like a lot of times reviews, you know, I get it. You want to review the show. I mean, you could do both. How about that? Review my podcast. Leave what you think. What you like, what you don't like, I welcome everything. I'm not one that's like, I just want positive feedback. (laughs) You know, like, I get it. It's part of life. But also share something about yourself, something you're grateful for. Or share with me, what does self-love mean to you? Because I think that's an important question because it looks different on everybody. So enjoy the rest of your day. And until next time, remember to be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Peace.